Sometimes you ask yourself, are you successful? I can't do this anymore. And so I gave my notice, my two-week notice, and I did something I'd never done before, which is I left a job without having another job lined up. Mm -hmm. But it was in that time that I was able to say, okay, what am I passionate about? What fills my bucket? What am I really interested in? And so I had to go back. Success. Thanks for tuning in for Success MN. This is a local Minnesota podcast talking about people who have become successful in their own line of work, whether they've started their own business, had a side hustle, or just been highly successful at their W-2 job. And here we are connecting people. Tune in, see who's on board today. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Success MN. We are here today with Naya Harris. She is really cool. Good friend of mine. She is a MC, host, mm-hmm. moderator, and a facilitator. I got it. Yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, you just do so much. Yeah. It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to remember all of it. So I'm glad. I'm glad I got it. Um, but she has got a really cool event coming up this weekend that I want to tell everybody about. Yeah. Do you want to tell people about this movie? What the history of it is? Yeah. And where they can find it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to start with in kind of reverse order where they can find it. Yeah. If you're interested in purchasing tickets, go to Eventbrite and then in the search tab, type in My Story, My Truth, which is the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, This movie is about five years old. Um, It was a little idea that I had in my head that different people should share their experiences regarding discrimination. And wouldn't it be amazing to be able to put that into a documentary Uh, style film. And that's what was done. So it is a full length, 90 minute documentary, 13 other participants, including myself. So a total of 14. Um, It's very powerful, very impactful. Um, It has made the rounds. It has been in churches and libraries. It's even been at Roseville area high school and um, some of my proudest work to date. Yeah. I think, so is it discrimination in general? Because Someone told me about the movie and they said specifically it was the first time that everyone was called the N-word. So some folks did share that story, Mm -hmm. but other folks did share just maybe a story of of discrimination. So you kind of have to watch the movie to see where it goes. And and some stories don't go where you think it's going. So I'm sure. So I'll leave it there as a cliffhanger. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I have to go. So I'm going to the event. Awesome. I will. I will go there. Um, And if anybody wants to get it, I think tickets were $14. Yeah, like 13 and some change. So yeah. 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 And it's a red carpet event. So if you're one of those people that likes dressing up. Yes. And hearing good stories. Come on out. I I love that it's getting renewed interest. And Mm -hmm. yeah, come out. Uh, Doors open at 10 a.m. We'll have a red carpet. And then the movie starts at 11. Like I mentioned, it's a 90-minute documentary. And then immediately following the movie will be a post-movie discussion. So Mm -hmm. um, I think about half of the participants have agreed to attend. Um, Just for scheduling conflicts, we can't get everybody, right? You can't get everybody in the room at the same time. But Mm -hmm. I'm really excited that about half will be there. What does the discussion look like? Like, are we allowed to ask them questions and they talk about their experience? You know, um, so I'm not really sure how Twin Cities Film Festival wants to do that or if they want me to lead it or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, all I know is that it's a post-movie discussion. So in my head, I envision... Of course, you just watch this very heavy documentary and that the audience is going to have questions or comments and we'll be able to hear from them. So 
that's how I envision it. Um, I can't really imagine that it's going to be different than that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be a good discussion. And this is something like, are they going to be able to ask everything like from the what's it like to be in a movie or is, do you want the topics to be focused on discrimination? I think I want to hear everything. I, I mean, I personally, I want to hear everything. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? You 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 just, again, I can't kind of stress how heavy it is because I've seen it so many times and it still gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just watched this very heavy movie. What are your immediate thoughts? That's That's kind of where I'm coming from, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So you need a plug in the audience to ask the first couple questions, <laughs> which is, <laughs> would you like to ask the first couple questions? <laughs> I think if you need me to, I'll do it. Okay. But I, um, yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, it is going to be a movie that rips the words out of your mouth for mm. you. Like, like I know when I hear someone's story that's similar to that, sure. I have nothing to say after. Mm. I'm like, I acknowledge that. That's sad. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have. And that's all you have. So, like, I mean, I'll, I'll brainstorm some questions. I'll have some on Saturday. Yeah. But, like, I think a lot of times these questions are really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so many times, especially when we're talking about issues of race, it feels like if I'm asking a question, then I'm just showing how little I know. Mm. Like, when there is especially someone who's a white person, like, how should they ask those questions? I think as long as it's not asked in a disrespectful manner, like no question is off the table. Um, Now, I will say this, within the context of the movie, you will hear the actual N-word. Like it is actually being said, but it's told within a story. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't believe I've even had to say this, but within the context of a post-movie discussion, you should not be saying that (laughs) word. I actually had to say that before. Yeah. (laughs) I actually had to say that to people like, please don't use that word. That word is triggering. You were, that that word was said within the context of a story. Yeah. And now that we're discussing it, you should just refer to it as the N-word. Yeah. So, but I don't think there's any question that's off the table. I think any one of us any one of us participants would be happy to answer mm-hmm. any of those questions. So, and how do we move forward, right? How do we move forward if we're afraid or scared to ask questions, if we're afraid or scared to answer questions? Um, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I know, like, especially in like a post George Floyd world, mm-hmm. there was a lot of a discussion where, um, like a lot of my black friends were like, you should already know this. Mm. You should already be paying attention to this. You should have been listening to me for years. I've been saying this. Mm-hmm. So um, for somebody who wants to be more aware of discrimination issues and issues like that, like, it, is it appropriate for them to go to their black friends and say, like, hi, tell me about this? No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought short, so. sweet answer. No, yeah. no, because I mean, w- the day and age we live in right now, like mm-hmm. you can, you there are books. Use the internet, like There's movies. Yeah, there are movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't don't put your black friends through that trauma. Don't trigger them by asking no. them. Hey, tell me more about this. No, you can figure it out. You yeah. know. So yeah, I think like so many times they're like, oh well. Like, I have a black friend, so mm-hmm. I'm not racist. Mm. And their loophole is to go to their black friend about it. Mm. Which, 
I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. No, no. Do your own research. And there's enough out there, especially now, mm-hmm. that um, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Like, there are plenty of white folks who are out there doing the work that mm-hmm. those are the people that you need to consult, right? There. Yeah. Okay. Those are the people that you need to consult. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've met some of them. Yeah. They're amazing. And mm-hmm. thank you. My hat's off to you for doing the work, you know? Yeah. But. Your homework as that person, as that ally, is to, like, share that message with uh, other folks who, who need to hear that. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think it's huge. So a, a big part of, like, especially Black History Month, we're having a lot of um, black voices featured on our podcast it, our whole month. We have mm. black guests. And we awesome. do bring up the issue of race a lot. Okay. Um, so... If you guys are tuning in and this is the first episode you've heard, stay tuned all of Black History Month because we're definitely going to put a focus on it. Um, yeah. But you. Um, <laughs> how can we better support you in your business? I guess let's start as like as a host. What do you do as a host? Sure. So um, I just recently I, – so I have a lot of ideas, yeah. no shortage of ideas. And so I just recently, just last Sunday, in fact, Sunday, January 21st, I ha- hosted my own event mm-hmm. um, called Sister Self-Care Sunday. And this was all about kind of putting black women at the forefront, um, creating space for, uplifting, engaging, mm-hmm. just really creating a space for black women to be. And as they say, if you don't see it, you create it. And um, it was kind of born out of my living room. Um, mm-hmm. Just really like genuine organic conversation like, hey, come over. And it would be a room of five, six, seven, eight, nine black women. Yeah. And then um, it was one of the it was after one of the last times that I had done it in my home that I was like, this is bigger than me. Like I need to be probably to be doing this on a larger scale. And so in September, um, September 2023, I was like, let me just test the waters. Let me put the rec- put this out there that this is something that I'm going to do free of charge. If folks are interested, let's see. Mm-hmm. 41 people registered, 28 people showed. And by all accounts, the feedback I received was like, yep, this is good. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was like, okay. One of the questions I asked was like, would you pay for this? You know, so yeah. I got, so I figured out what the b- best price point would be. 20 bucks seems to be the sweet spot. Set it up again. Exact same space, exact same time, all of that. The only difference is, is I charged this time. Uh-huh. And we had 47 people register, 45 people showed. Yeah. So, yeah. So clearly on to something. So I have committed myself for all of 2024 that I'm going to do this once a quarter. Yeah. And my goal in doing this is, one, to create a, this platform mm-hmm. of creative following. And then at the end of the year, I want to be able to hand it off. I want to hand the baton to someone else. Because you don't know your own blind spots, right? And right. this is my vision of what self-care, sister self-care, sister self-care Sunday looks like. But someone else might have another vision, and I don't want, um, I don't want this idea to die with me. Like I want it to continue on. And I, my hope is that when I pass the baton, that the other person would do it for about the same length of time, and then pass the baton, pass Ooh. the baton. So that's kind of my my thought process. Yeah, but I've hosted. Back to your original question, you've hosted. I've hosted my own events. That I've also hosted an event called Networking for Introverts. So I do a lot of networking. I um, it was something that I just kind of noticed on my own that like 
wow, I'm going to all these networking events and I'm not seeing how, if you were an introvert, how this would, how you would navigate, you know, I'm an extrovert, so it's not an issue for me. But if you're an introvert, it seems like it would be really difficult. Again, if you don't see it, you create it. And so I was like, okay, let me cobble something together. And so I put something together, 10 people registered, eight people showed, and it was great feedback. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm on to something. I, I had to kind of do like a little tweaking though, because when I went to do it again, I had four people register and I was like, hmm, what's different? You know, mm-hmm. what, what, why, why the change? You know, first time it was free. Second time was there was a cost, minimal $15. So I was like, huh. I went and looked at the analytics page. 253 people came and looked at the event and looked through it and we're interested in it, but why didn't they click the button to register? Introverts. That's what my husband said. That's what my husband said. He's like, these are my people. I know. <laughs> so he's so back to the drawing board. And what I think I'm gonna do with that is host one-on-one sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's my approach. What you know, what are what are um your hang-ups around networking and how can I help you? So So do you do it like speed dating? so I'll tell you about the event that I hosted that I felt went really well Mm -hmm. is that I paired everybody up um, and I just fed them prompts I was like okay here's the question that you should be asking each other each of you get two and a half minutes when we're when I would hear like the lull like I was like oh okay they're done here's the next question you know and dating yeah I mean I guess <laughs> that is so funny. But it works. Like, yeah. like I haven't always been an extrovert. Mm. Like, I definitely grew into this. And it was a practice where, like, it was a lot of one-on-one conversations. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the point where you have enough of them. And you're like, oh, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. So this is such a cool idea. I just want to bring so many more people to, like, like you can do it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not hard. And you, and you have to put yourself in that position where you are um, – getting yourself out there, right? You can't you can't just say be like one and done like okay, that's it. Like no, you got to consistently put yourself out there and it does become easier. It's like a muscle, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I um I wish I could figure out a way for <laughs> it to get more attention and people to actually buy the tickets. That's networking can be very daunting. It can. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many industries where you're like, "Well, I would be more successful if" Mhm. I put myself out there. It is like, it's so key to business though. Like if you were to ask me, what is the key to my success? Yeah. (laughs) I would say definitely networking. Networking. Yeah. What makes you so good at networking? Um, Well, one, being an extrovert, Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of, (laughs) I got a lot of personality. You're very Um, (laughs) likable. You are. Well, thank you. You Thank you. Um, yeah, just I've always kind of had that, though. I've always been able to like easily connect and engage with people. And mm-hmm. so that comes through in any conversation that I have. I can adapt very easily. And um, yeah, so but it's just been like people either like you or you don't. I oftentimes say, um, you know, I'm not t- selling a tangible product, right? Like mm-hmm. it's this like and you like it or you don't. And if you don't like it, OK, mm-hmm. but if you do <laughs> like it, like, hey, we should work together. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you looking to network with? Like who's going to help you grow your business as much as possible? Sure. Um, anyone who has an event that's coming up that they, they, they're needing a host for, they're needing an MC, they're needing a facilitator, they're needing a moderator, right? Um, which all of those things that I have done before. Um, I just recently booked a job last week where I'll be facilitating 12 sessions on um, like – 
like DEI type work, you mm -hmm. know, but I'll be facilitating the sessions. They're going to provide the content to me, but I'll be providing the, like, the content to the employees, right? Okay. Um, I'll be delivering it to them. Um, I'm so not this a, is a corporate event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, in this case, they felt it would be best not to have someone internally deliver the message that to hire a third party. And so they felt as though I was the right fit to deliver this message. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I I think you are. So you're looking for hopefully like more corporate events. And do you specific uh do you specifically try to do events that are focused on race, or is that just kind of what you've fallen into? Um, well I wanna I wanna shy away from saying fallen into because like I'm open to everything. Mm -hmm. This is just something that presented itself and I was like, yes, I'm we went back and forth. We talked several times and I was like, yes, I would like to work with you. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. So but I'm open to everything. You reached for it. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's so many times where like it looks like success is so easy mm. and it looks like it's being handed to you, but no, mm -mm. no, you're working for it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I have also often said like entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. Like you kind of have to eat, sleep, breathe it. And I, it's uh, my business. I, it is the last thing I think about before I go to bed. The first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning, um, <laughs> which sometimes is two o'clock in the morning, you know, um, cause I'll, I'll be like, I got an idea and I got to write it down. I got to send that text message. I do the delayed text message where like it sends at 8am, <laughs> but I'm writing it at 2am. Um, so I got to send that email. Like, I'm all in and it's, it feels so good, but it also feels so different than when I worked a nine to five. When I worked nine to five, I did not want to work one minute past five. Like get me the heck out of here. Like I give my all and then some to my business. It is my unofficial third child. Yeah. Yeah. What made you want to take that jump from nine to five, the securities that come along with it mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship? It was my father's death. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that hit me like a ton of bricks. So November of 2022 was pretty pivotal for me. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the first anniversary of my father's death. Mm -hmm. um, I had a birthday. So at the time I turned 42. I'm 43 now. And I simply hit a wall in what I was doing. I worked for a small software startup. I worked from home. I made great money. Not a whole lot of reason to complain. But that culmination of those three factors, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I gave my notice, my two-week notice, and I did something I'd never done before, which is I left a job without having another job lined up. Mm -hmm. But it was in that time that I was able to say, okay, what am I passionate about? What fills my bucket? What am I really interested in? And so I had to go back in doing that. I had to go back to like 2017, 2018, right around the time the movie was made, mm -hmm. where I had done a lot of work um, on the side with a nonprofit called Do Good Roseville. And I had a lot of opportunity to do speaking engagements. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. So how do I marry the two? How do I start my own business around professional speaking? And they, the, you know, um, Naya Harris LLC was born and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. So what was your first gig after starting? Oh, my first gig was um, first gig after going professional was probably the Best Buy George Floyd Global Memorial. I was asked to moderate a panel 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like my first like big paid gig. Um, was it at the Memorial or was it at Best Buy? It was at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a movement now, the George Floyd Global Memorial and um, Best Buy took on like two parts of that uh, week. Um, so Thursday, Friday, and I was, at, I think I was two, what was I? I think I was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. So I was 45 minutes. No, 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 no. I was Friday. 45 minutes of day two, mm-hmm. right? They, I was asked to moderate a panel on healthcare. There were four experts up there and myself. Um, I was given the list of questions and you really just have to bring your personality and, and let it shine and mm-hmm. um, ask the questions in an appropriate manner. Make sure you're paying attention to the time because there's another panel right behind you that needs right. to take the stage. And um, I think I did a pretty good job because when I got done, they were like, okay, so when you're here next year. <laughs> so so I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, this is where networking comes into play. I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. That's how I got that job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because, you know, I, so not because I had any special certification or anything like that. It was literally, be, I was believing in myself. Like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm pretty sure I can do this. Wow. And wow. yeah. So I just, uh, it was quite literally a leap of faith and it's yeah. most certainly paid off. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, a leap of faith. Yeah. But yeah, you did the work. I did do the work. Yes. You did. Yes. You are a, you are a good public speaker. Like a, you're good on a stage, but you're also good just in the living room. Oh, well, like, thank you. I mean, you, <laughs> you just showed me like we were at the cabin last, last year and um, mm-hmm. playing games and I was like, oh yeah, I like talking to this girl. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, yeah. I just, I didn't even say thank you for coming on the podcast, but thank you. Um, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're really happy to have you. Um, okay. So you, the Best Buy George Floyd gig mm-hmm. turned into, was it the same day? They're like, hey, can you just stay a little late and do this panel? Or that evolved into the next panel? No, 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 no. The next panel was someone else. They've already had another moderator booked and all of that. Like, it was very, like, a, they were running a tight ship there. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. But they're just saying, like, they, you know, the person who um, assisted me, like, getting on stage and all of that, that that's the same person who was like, yeah, so next year when you're here, yeah. like, oh, do I already have this job next year? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah That's we'll your new see. Gig. We'll see. We'll see. You know, that was last May. So May's coming up pretty quick. So we'll see. We'll see if they end up needing me. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they will. I mean, they need I somebody. hope they're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to broadcast it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So that's like, that's your moderator. We've talked about your hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what are some of your other favorite parts of your job? Um, I really like emceeing. Um, Mm -hmm. I was sharing that a little bit with you before we started recording. So the last event that I um, emceed was uh, a a nonprofit called My Very Own Bed. Yeah. And um, their whole mission is to provide beds in uh, beds to kids who need them within the Twin Cities. And um, such a a, a noble and honorable mission, right? Like they don't want kids sleeping on the floor. And so they provide beds to them. And um, I had the opportunity to do the ride along to volunteer and to deliver the 7,000th bed. Um, And so it just so happened that uh, WCCO had called that day. And so I had the opportunity to be interviewed too. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. That's probably a big business builder for you too. I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, it was just great to be like to show that clip and be like, hey, I was on the news today, you know? And yeah. Yeah. So um, 
And I have to tell you this, too, because it's just kind of funny. There were other volunteers there, and they said, oh, you know, WCCO is going to be here pretty soon. Who wants to speak? And it was one of those things where, like, everybody took a step back. So it looks <laughs> like I stepped forward. So, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was, it was just fine, and I was happy to do it. Um, I had a great time. And I was able to tie that into my emceeing for them because I was able to share my story, my experience yeah. with delivering that bed. And um it was amazing, and I can't wait to do it again. So, mm-hmm. and I would encourage anybody to. Do it. And and the nice thing about it is, it's something that the entire family can do, like at any age. The volunteering, the volunteering, any age, any any um, any young person can help out with. So you can have your whole family do it. So, how does someone volunteer for them? Um, you would go to myveryownbed.org, uh, and there's a button you would just click to volunteer. Um, if you don't want to go online, you could always just call them. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be happy to field your call and set that up. They're always looking for volunteers. They do deliveries Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Yeah. And now if somebody wants a bed, are you familiar how someone would sign up to get a bed? If someone needed a bed, um, they so you know what? I believe that there's like a process that they have to go through. They have like referral partners and they have to go through a referral partner mm-hmm. um, in order to, and I believe they have 32 different referral partners. So you have to go through one of those partners in order to get a bed. Um, but I would try the same avenues. I'm sure you could go online, get that information, or you could just give them a quick call. So, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So is, real quick question as well. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is MC and hosting, is MC just more energy and like you're delivering, like, like what's the difference between hosting and emceeing? Like, sure, like they're the same in my, like the comedy world. So like, yeah, you know, anyway. yeah, no, that's a great question. So, excuse me, um, emceeing is more like. Here's how I look at it anyway. I'm seeing is like what I'm being hired for, right? Like here, like they provided the script to me. Like mm-hmm. here, we'd like you to do this. We don't really need you to ad lib. Like mm-hmm. just follow this. Bring your personality. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hosting is kind of more what I. T- described to you earlier like the event that I hosted like from start to finish I am in charge of this Mm -hmm. right like this is my event it has my name my logo my brand is on this right okay yeah so it's like producing like it in relating to the comedy world hosting hosting yeah are you a comedian yeah yeah. oh you are okay and then emceeing is like the host of the show got it got it okay very similar yeah, so, sorry, similar I'm vibes. I'm just trying to understand like the differences. I'm like, wait, what kind of MC are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I also say I am not a comedian. Yes. So if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being funny, it's unintentional. So so please hire somebody else <laughs> if you're looking for a comedian. Okay. So, yeah. What if we wrote your jokes for you? Um, then I would talk about it. All right. Cool. 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 cool, cool. Yes. <laughs> so we can hire you to be a comedian if we write the jokes. Yes. There you go. Okay. Um. So you've grown a lot. It's only been a year. Yeah, just just shy of a year. Eleven yeah. months. Eleven months. Wow. Yep. So, but the business is growing. Um, so I called it about two months ago that yeah. I was like, oh, things are really starting to ramp up, and so. Um, I, I was like, I need help. I need a, an assistant. And so I reached out to my best friend um, who happens to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, hey, do you think you'd be interested in like just maybe 10, 15 hours a week just helping me out with like administrative, logistical type things? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So um, I brought her on board uh, January 3rd. So awesome. I could have used her two months ago, but she's here now <laughs> and I'm glad to have her. Um 
And uh, yeah, and, and then we've done the numbers. So what I've made in the last nine months, I'm slated to make in quarter one already. And so I'm so excited about that. That's huge. So it, it is, but it's like, that's the cherry on top. The, the What I'm passionate about is like, I'm doing what I love. Like I am the happiest I've been in I don't know how long. Outside of my husband and my kids, I'm the happiest I've been in I don't know how long. So I know I'm doing the right thing. You are. Yeah. yeah. And like when you're, when you're doing the right thing, the money will follow you. Oh, absolutely. Like there's been so many people that quit their job, do something they're passionate about, mm-hmm. and then the money comes. Yes. Because I don't know if it's something in the universe or if it's just other people appreciating what you have to offer. Yeah. Now that you appreciate it. Yes. Once you appreciate it, other people can. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that is what. That's on my vision board for this year. <gasps> yes. It, that the money will come. The money will come. But I I am leaning into everything that feels good. Mm-hmm. And when something doesn't feel good, I mentioned that earlier before we started recording, I've turned I've turned down jobs like mm-hmm. doesn't even really matter what the money is if it doesn't feel right or if the negotiation isn't right then it's like nope then this just isn't for me it's for somebody it's meant for somebody else and to be okay with that is like it's such a great feeling it's so empowering to be able to say nope that that job's not for me mm-hmm. so yeah and so embodying that the money will come idea do you see like do you ever fear for money no i don't not in, not in the way that I did previously when I was a nine to five employee. Yeah. You know, um, I just don't. I just feel it in my heart. I feel it just that it the, it will work itself out um, and just stay the course. Mm-hmm. So that's the abundance mindset. That's it. And like it, you need that to be an entrepreneur. Mm. You need to be ready to take that plunge. That's that's success. Right yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. Now, I also have to say, like, my husband is my biggest cheerleader um, that, you know, going from two incomes to one income, like, you know, oopsies. Sorry, Frankie. <laughs> uh, bump the microphone there. Um, he's my biggest cheerleader um, going from two incomes to one income. He you know, he is the the sole provider now, right, in terms of like, or the breadwinner, I should say, right? But um, I never... I never felt like he said, he said, go for it, chase your dreams, do, you know, do you, that kind of thing. Right. And I appreciate him so much for that. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that if I was single, like how much more difficult that would be. Yeah. And so I definitely just want to make sure that like, I acknowledge that, that like, I appreciate him so much and mm-hmm. he is the sounding board. You know, he, every, every time I get home from an event, he's the first one who's like greeting me at the door, basically like, how did it go? Did you take pictures? What happened? Like that, that's, that is his biggest thing too. Did you take pictures? I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on that for this year. I'm going to make sure I take pictures and take them landscape. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. How did you, um, how did you meet him? Oh my gosh. Okay. He tells the story way better than I do. So I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Okay. Okay. So I was 19. He was 23. Um, I was working part time at Red Lobster, Cheddar Bay Biscuits, Red Lobster. Yeah. Cheddar um, Bay Biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) People always say that whenever I say Red Lobster, like Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Like, yep. That is their claim to fame. Um, So I was working part time there as a hostess and he walked in. It was after lunch, but before dinner. So it was like that. If you've ever worked in a restaurant before, it's like, yeah, it's just, Mm -hmm. It's quiet. And so 
he walks in, I seat him at his table and I'm making, I'm doing busy work, like straightening menus and crap like that. And, um, I notice he's looking at me and I'm like, what are you looking at? And I said it just like that. Like, what are you looking at? He's like, I'm looking at you. And I was like, Ooh. You're like, dang, that's a, that's a little strong, buddy. Yeah. But, but I liked it though. I was oh. like, oh, okay. So next thing you know, I'm in the back. I'm making myself a salad. And I went and sat down with him. I know. I that's know. Bold. My you're, kid, like, I, you're like, fire me. I don't care. No, I was. <laughs> you had to take your. So this is back when Red Lobster had fish shirts. So you had like a, your fish shirt on. Oh, so, yeah. I, so I had to take my fish shirt off in order to sit with him. Uh-huh. I'm sure he loved that, too. Because um, I just had a tube top on. That's also when I had the body for it, too. Oh, but uh, oh, that's girl. a different story for a different day. And oh, um, <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there. I'm eating my salad and I'm talking with him and just hitting it off, right? Yeah. Like we've known each other. He says, oh, you know, this movie comes out tonight. Uh, it was the remake of Shaft. And he's like, this movie comes out tonight. Do you want to see yeah. that? You know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. He follows me back to my apartment, like in, in my car, right? Yeah. We're, he gets out of the car. We're walking up the stairs, you know, or the elevator, whatever. We're walking down the hallway. And it dawns on me halfway down the hallway on the third floor. I'm like, this dude could be a serial killer. I'm like, hey, my my apartment is super messy. Do you think you could just maybe hang out in the lobby? He's like, yeah, no problem. Go change, come back, get in his car, go to the movies, come back. He drops me off, right? Yeah. Total gentleman. I'm like, you're not even going to give me a hug? He was he like, a oh, total gentleman. yes. And gave a hug. This was a Friday. Saturday was one of those where you talked on the phone all day. We talked all day. And then Sunday, um, Saturday, I had said to him, hey, where do you live? Like, you know, where do you live? I'm terrible with directions. This is this is also like a good part of the story. I'm terrible with directions. Where do you live? And he said, somewhere over South Minneapolis. I was like, okay. I somehow make my way over to South Minneapolis. He lived with his mom at the time. Yeah. And I found his house. Look and I'm like, you. bing bong. And she's <laughs> like, Rasheem, there's somebody at the door for you. And he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know? And uh we had a conversation and that Monday he told his best friend, who's the who subsequently was the um best man in our wedding, he's like, I think I found the one. And we've been together ever since. So it'll be twenty-four years in June, twenty-two years married. So yeah. And I, I just cringe a little every time I tell that story because I'm like, if my girls are listening to that, they're gonna be like, it's okay to go on a date the same day you meet somebody. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not today, but yeah. you are convincing me to get a job at Red Lobster. So. <laughs> Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Yeah. Um, so that's the story. He does tell it better than I do, though. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, and then, so, like, was there an indication somewhere along the line where you're like, wow, this person is the person who's going to support me? Oh. Like, and I'm talking about emotionally, not financially. Yeah. Um, from the moment I said... I can't do this anymore. And I gave my notice. He was like, do what you need to do. I got you. Which I'm sure was not the first time he treated you that way. No. Do what you need to do. Yeah. But he's been amazing through this whole process. He's been amazing the whole time. I mean, that's why we've been together as long as we've been together. But he's really stepped up uh, in so many ways. You know, we have two kids, not young kids. They're 11 and 13, about to turn 12 and 14 in um, a few weeks here. But uh, they still need... They still need mom and dad, of course. You know what I mean? I oftentimes say, like, as long as there's food in the house, they're usually okay. But um, he's really stepped up with, like, them getting to where they need to be, you know, making sure that they get fed, you know, that they're still getting, you know, a lot of my things happen either in the evening or on the weekends. So, like, 
making sure like that parent is there, right? He's there for them, right? Yeah. And so um, he's been amazing. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. impressive that like at 19 and 23, you guys had relationship skills enough for the last two <laughs> <laughs> like, When you're that young, you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to work through conflict. Like it's like so much relationship work and it just sounds like an ease with you guys. Like, I don't want to say that it's perfect and he'll probably kill me if he hears this part, but it's like, it's not perfect. Like we, we went through our struggles. Like we, we are, um, you know, I'm 43, he's 47 now. Like we're not the same people that we were. We have grown together and, uh, but we have worked it out. There's, I always say he's the love of my life. Like there isn't anyone else I'd rather be with. Mm -hmm. And I know he feels the same too. Um, So we just have always found a way to work it out. So, Yeah. yeah. And this is before, um, like online dating really took off, right? Yeah. So like that wasn't a thing. You still met people like out places, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so helps, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've said that to each other. Like we don't know what we would do. Like, if, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how, do we would even know how to online date? You know what I mean? Because it's like we got yeah. together before that even was a thing. So yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> I think like. So Michelle Obama even said that the best marriages, because you look at the Obamas and you're mm. like, that that's a perfect marriage. She says even the most perfect marriages have headaches. Mm. So I agree with that. Yeah. 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 But you just you find a way to work through it. And you're together while you do it. Yeah. 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 Because the bottom line is that you want to be together. And it's like, okay, well, whatever bump you're having in the road, how do you continue to be together and work through that? Like you said, work mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there, um, when you, I'm sure there's moments where you're like, ooh, I hate him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you push through that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so you need to, like, have some space, you know, take a take a little, like, take a little break in terms of, like, maybe not be in the same room with yeah. each other. But absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Mm-hmm. And so even when I'm mad at him, it'd be interesting to, for you to ask him this question too, but even when I'm mad at him, like I miss him. Like mm-hmm. I still want to be with him. I still want to hold his hand. I still want to like, I always say put my butt on him. Like, like, when we sit on the couch, like my butt has to be touching him. Like um, just, yeah. Like, so I'll miss all of those things. Um, it's so, it's so important to be able to say that you're sorry. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the pieces of advice that I got when I got married was don't ever go to bed angry. I'll, I will admit though that there were moments that I have, but it wasn't it wasn't ever good sleep. It wasn't ever yeah. good sleep when I went to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all so much better when you can make up beforehand. Yeah, for a variety of reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do that on the Valentine's Day special. <laughs> um, okay, so starting your own business mm-hmm. now. If there was one thing that you could do at the beginning that you could you would redo, what would that redo look like? Oh, I wouldn't do anything different. Ooh. I wouldn't do anything different mm-hmm. because everything that has happened, good or bad, has put me right where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just feel like so kind of like aligned with like the universe, like, oh, I am absolutely doing what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and um, mistakes and all, you know, I think my first business failure was the networking for introverts, like I described. So I did it the first time and then doing it the second time. I'm like, how did I miss the mark? What did I do wrong? You know, that kind of thing. And I just mentioned that to somebody on Friday. They were like, that's not a business failure. That is not a business failure. Like you just back to the drawing board. You just have to restructure and figure out what that looks like now. And it's, and it's clearly still a good idea, but 
everything I've done to up to this point has been has has prepared me for this moment and I'm so grateful. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a huge deal. And business for or networking for introverts, that's a great idea. Keep it going, keep working with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna grow. It mm-hmm. will. Um, just because introverts are a hard sell. Yes, yes. <laughs> you just have to find out what works for them. Yeah. Um I think the one on one thing is definitely gonna be a better sell. So oh, for sure. Speed so. dating. Yes, speed dating, mm-hmm. as you indicated. Yes. <laughs> um I think like Success looks so different to everybody. Mm-hmm. How do you define success? Oh, it, for me, it begins with happiness. Like like I mentioned a moment ago, I'm the outside of my husband and my kids, I'm the happiest I've been in I don't know how long. I get to wake up every day happy. You know that um, it's called, it's referred to diff- as different things, but um, uh, I remember referring it to it as like the Sunday scaries. Like yeah. before you go back to work for the week, right? Like yeah. just like that pit in your your stomach, like, oh my God, like back to the grind, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I don't get that. I don't yeah. get that having my own business. And wow, what a relief. Like I'm so thankful that I don't have to go through that anymore. Um, yeah. So that's that's success for me is happiness. The money will come, but mm-hmm. th- like I I get to choose who I interact with on a daily basis, you know? Um my husband, Rashim, he's so tired of me saying people are great. <laughs> like, I just met this person. They're so great. He's like, you know that doesn't carry any weight anymore, right? Because you say that about everybody. It's like, but I get to choose who I get to interact with. Right. And every like, like attracts like, right? And just mm-hmm. good energy people every single day, like, it fills your bucket. So yeah. I love it. I think, like, it's a lot easier to be surrounded by great people if you cut the bad ones out. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because bad ones exist because I was running into them when I worked nine to five. Yeah. But now I, like, no, I just, I yeah. choose who I interact with. So yeah. um, so for somebody, like, do you have advice for somebody who's struggling to find happiness in work? Ooh, you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So find out what you're passionate about, first and foremost. What are you passionate about? Um I realize that, that it's not realistic for everybody to be able to just take that time and say, okay, I'm quitting my job and let me fi- let me take a sabbatical and figure it out. That's that's not not everybody's going to be able to do that just because they need to be able to still live their life and pay for their life and things like that. But um when you have those moments, when you know when you have those those nights or those weekends, think about that. Mm-hmm. Journal. What are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. And then is there a way to turn that into a business? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then from there, if there is, then you got to create a business plan. Everything starts with that business plan. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of like your launching pad. Like, right? once you have a business plan, you can go anywhere from there. Mm-hmm. You can get funding. You can, <laughs> you know, have uh, investors like believe in you and stuff like that. Like, it shows that you're taking it seriously too. Um, it's not just an idea in your head anymore. It's on paper, and you're sharing it with people. So right. I think, like, so you say passion, and so many people hear the word passion, and they get kind of overwhelmed. Mm. Like, especially if they're struggling to find happiness, how can they find passion? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, it's nice for you to temper it back to, like, when was I happy? Mm. And find that as the point of finding your passion, too. Yeah. Like, I just think that's been – it's been, like, part of the reason has been – of this podcast – has been me thinking about, okay, what actually makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And what started it was like me sitting with clients 
and we're doing like their planning for what house they want to be in, what their career looks like. And a lot of times I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. And that question that's asked in houses has been like, ooh, I like asking people what their passions are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and where we are on a podcast. Yeah. So, um, and that wasn't necessarily a passion for me, but that was something that made me happy. Mm-hmm. And then the business plan, that's key. Yeah. I'm so happy you talked about that. Oh, that is definitely key. Yeah. Because a business plan is a roadmap to success mm-hmm. with tangible goals mm-hmm. and timelines. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just... Uh, I want to do this. Right. It's not that little idea in your head. It's, you know, and it's fine to have that idea in your head, but then you got to get it on paper if you're serious about it, right? Yes. Or get it written down, paper, yeah. electronically, whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Electronically for sure, because then you can share and get the grants. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how do you find balance between work and the life you want to live? Ooh, that's a great question. How do I find balance between the work and the life I want to live? Um, so <laughs> that would be another question for my husband. I feel like our answers would be two different answers. But I feel as though like I'm doing it now, you know. Um, when I reached the end of the week, when I worked nine to five, there were like when I when it was five o'clock on a Friday, I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to go back to this job till Monday. You know what I mean? And there was like this overwhelming sense of relief. Now, because I enjoy so much of what I'm doing uh, that I don't have to like wait for that, right? Like the balance can come anywhere. It can come in the middle of the week when previously things had to wait to the weekend, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It can come whenever I want them to. You know, my kids were off the last two weeks in December for, you know, holiday break. And um, I was like, well, last week in December, I don't really want to do anything, Mm-hmm. So I made that decision. I didn't have to ask anybody. I was like, nope, I'm not going to do anything. Spend time with my kids. Yeah. Like, that's all I want. I was a bum. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and you need that. You need the reset. Yeah. Like, yeah. people don't give enough, um, like, joy to just being lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm calling you lazy. But, like, no, you can like, call me lazy. Like, no. Oh, it, was, it felt good. It felt good. It felt good to be in my pajamas and yeah. just be and just take time and wake up late and mm-hmm. you know you yeah. need that to reset like yeah. you need to like yeah it, it nobody can be successful if all they do is go 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 correct yeah you need that because then you then then you appreciate like when you go back to it like oh I was happy to start the new year like mm-hmm. um when did my kids go back January 2nd like yeah I was like oh like Everybody went back. You know, my husband went back to the office. The kids went back to school. I got the day to myself on the second. Mm-hmm. On the third, I was hitting the ground running. I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, there's a metaphor where it's like if you're a saw and you're just working mm-hmm. and you're working and you're working and you're working, you get dull. Like you need to take those times to take your saw off and sharpen it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just don't do as much work as you. I like that. As you're capable of. I like that. Yeah. Take time to sharpen that saw. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you need that on a t-shirt now, Melissa. Uh, success I meant sharpen your saw. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's our new logo. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, along those lines, like, are there any regular habits you have that keep you successful? Um, regular habits. I mean, just getting up and getting after it. Mm-hmm. That's really it, you know. 
um, which isn't too hard to do because I generally wake up early. I'm an early riser. Um, and, you know, so so it is not uncommon to to be up two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And um, like my brain go is bed? just going. What's that? What time do you go to bed? Oh, my gosh. That's oh, boy, that's not great. I go to bed very early. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yes, very early. Okay. Because my husband's not a fan of that. That's why I'm like, oh, that's a point of contention. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I love going to bed early. Like, yeah. my kids go to sleep at 9.30. He puts them to bed because I, I... You're already out. I'm already out cold. Wow. <laughs> like, he'll be like, come come hug your mother at like 7 o'clock. Like, <laughs> she's in the bed. She's not going to make it. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I go to bed pretty early when I don't have events going on. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. I wish I could. Like, because I'll, I'll hit that like 8 p.m. and I feel exhausted. If mm-hmm. I go to bed then, mm-hmm. I'm up at two in the morning. Yeah. And that's not enough sleep. Well, I guess six hours. But, it, it, but your body is, t- you know, your body is waking you because you're ready to be awake, you know? So, I yeah. I guess. I th- that whole eight hours sleep thing, I don't know if that's like necessarily needed, to be honest with you. It's like, from person to person. I'm like, I'm. Yeah. You might be one of those people. I might be one of those people who only need six hours. But. Yeah. Because I feel refreshed. You know what I mean? But by seven o'clock, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm Good getting night. tired. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> um, so, like, hmm, do you have a mentor in this new line of work or is it you paving your own path? You know, there are a few people that um, I consider mentors in my life and um, – you know, there's this one woman who reached out. Um, she was she, so that was this was like a networking connection. Like you need to meet this person. I met with her virtually, and she's like, "I'd like to just kind of take you under my wing, offer you, uh, offer myself as a mentor to you." Um, and she said, "But right now, the one piece of advice I want to give you is that um, this is this is before I had." Um, decided to take on social media and be a part of social media because I was offic- I was originally like kind of rejecting it. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, but she said, the one piece of advice I want to give you is you need to be on social media. She's like, you have to go where the people are. The people are on social media. And so she's like, I will leave you with that. Whatever you need, you come back to me. But that's, that is the piece of advice I want to give you right now. That a piece of advice, that one piece of advice has been so helpful mm-hmm. because – now I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok. And when I post, I post to all four of those. And yeah. so that has been very helpful. And um, it was great advice. She just gave the one piece of advice, but I oftentimes refer back to it. Like, if you're not on social media, you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another woman, uh, Miss Julia. I, I say all the time, like, I do whatever Miss Julia tells me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an elder. Um uh, someone who is looked up to in the community, um, in the St. Paul community, and whatever she tells me to do, she hasn't led me astray yet. So I'm just gonna keep doing what she tells me to do. Yeah. So shout out to Miss Julia. Uh huh. Yeah. Miss Julia, taking yes. you on. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is one phrase that you live by? Ooh, one phrase that I live by. So I used to have a boss um, who would say, "Naya, there's no comfort in the growth zone." There's no growth in the comfort zone. And I'm like, Paul, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I would say that. Paul, what are you talking about? And now I know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, you most definitely have to get uncomfortable to grow. And um, yeah, so I think I definitely live by those words for sure. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful phrase. I like that. 
<laughs> I wonder if he's listening to this podcast and he's like, I never should have told her that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd be proud of me. Like he'd be like, oh, okay, she was listening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I'm sure. I'm sure he's sad to see you um, leave, <laughs> but I'm sure he's proud of your success. This is like years ago, like oh. years and years ago, like when I had my first child. So like. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's even in a different position now, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, so now he's just in a happy-for-you mode. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would think so. I feel good about that. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Paul, if you're listening. <laughs> um, what piece of advice do you have for somebody who wants to take that plunge mm-hmm. and jump into entrepreneurship without necessarily having money lined up? I think it kind of goes back to what I said earlier, mm-hmm. which is that – You have to be passionate about it, whatever it is, whatever you want to start a business around, you have to be passionate about it. And if you're prepared to eat, sleep, live that dream, Mm -hmm. then you're ready. Um, And if you don't have the financial means to just, you know, jump ship from your current position, that you need to be working that dream every opportunity you get, right? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to get out of what you're doing and get into what you're, what you really want to do. So, um, and if you... Um, are in a situation where you have a supportive spouse that will allow you to be able to, you know, uh, take the leap like I did right away, do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Like tomorrow is not guaranteed. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. um, I, I only wish I, I had said to a friend several months back, I was like, why wasn't I doing this earlier? She's like, you weren't ready. Now you are. That's so key. Being yeah. Ready. Without missing a beat. She said, you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Now you are. So, hmm. yeah. Hmm. And I think that goes to show like a lot of times like people try their dream mm. when they're not ready mm. and then they give up on it. Yeah. And then that's the end. Right. But no, maybe they're going to be ready in five years. Maybe they're going to be ready in 10 years. They mm-hmm. just need to be ready. So yeah. don't give up on your dreams. It'll come back to you. Absolutely. Um. Okay. How do people find you? Oh, okay. So LinkedIn, Naya Harris, uh, Facebook. N-Y-I-A. Correct. H-A-R-R-I-S. Correct. Naya Harris. Yep. So Naya Harris, uh, LLC.com. You can find me on my website, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, any of those platforms. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Naya Harris. So if you spell it correctly, you will find me. So, yeah. (laughs) And so now just so that I can get like a 60-second clip Tell people about the event, where to go, when to buy tickets, and um, what the movie is. Yes. Okay. I know we already did it, but I want a quick – so then we can just edit it and use it for posting. Sure. So uh, the name of the movie is My Story, My Truth. It is a documentary that covers 13 different participants, um, including myself, so 14, uh, our experiences with – our real-life experiences – um, lived experiences with discrimination. And um, you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. Just simply type in in the search bar, my story, my truth. Uh, tickets are $13 and some change. And um, we'll be at the Showplace Icon Theater on Saturday, Saturday February 10th. Um, 10 a.m. the doors open, 11 a.m. the movie starts. Immediately following the movie will be a post-movie discussion. Beautiful. We, uh, yeah, we'll definitely... I will be there. Um, do we have to wear red carpet dresses? 
you know, <laughs> wear whatever makes you comfortable. Okay. I'm just going to wear like a green sweater dress. So, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying okay. to find some fun boots to go with Ooh. it. But yeah, I'm just going to wear a green sweater dress. And okay. It's all in how you pose and stuff too. And you're oh, it's that. all the pose. It's all the pose. Mm-hmm. You could be wearing sweatpants. As long as you're posed correctly, yep. you're going to look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll wear sweatpants. <laughs> Melissa, don't wear sweatpants. No. Uh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> um, well, Naya, thanks so much for coming. Of course. Of I'm course. happy to have you. Your, your insight is always appreciated. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Ruth yeah. Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Success!